Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. We are back from hiatus just in time to kick things off for our Oscar coverage. Uh, I am so excited to be already talking with our Oscar nominees from the shorts program this year. Uh, as many of you know, we uh, our last episode uh, released back in December of last year as I kind of announced that there's going to be a little bit of hiatus uh, just due to kind of an overwhelming schedule coming into January here. I've been in production on a show that I'm working on, um, as well as uh, as as well as all of the Sundance stuff that I was producing for radio from Hell Out in Salt Lake. Uh, so it was kind of an overwhelming start to uh, to the new year. Uh, but things have kind of settled down. We wrapped up all of our Sundance coverage uh, earlier in the week, and uh, so now it's time to shift everything to focus uh, on the Academy Awards. Uh, we're we're almost just a week away, a week and what two days now uh, before the Academy Awards, and of course the Oscar shorts program uh, from shorts tv kicked off today uh, so you can go uh, go to your local theater and be able to check out all the films that are nominated uh, in the shorts categories uh, i look forward to being able to speak with the short filmmakers every single year some of them of course are more established others this is the first second thing that they've done um, and managed to get nominated for an academy award uh, we kind of have a mix of that uh, within within this first episode here. Uh, this was this was a lot of fun to be able to sit down and record. Like I said, you know, it's kind of been a whirlwind for me uh, for the past <laughs> for the past month. Uh, as, as I mentioned, you know, I'm working on a, on a show right now, uh, and I think I said we were in production, we're actually in pre-production on it. Uh, but that takes a lot to even get us to the production stage uh, that'll probably start in April. Uh, but yeah, we've been doing a bunch of different read-throughs as we're trying to finalize scripts. And yeah, it's just been a lot of work. And then Sundance took over. Uh, so to be able to shift and sit down and start talking with these filmmakers, it, it has just been an incredible an incredible day uh, talking with so many of them. Uh, the first one uh, that we kicked off with today was for the short, uh, short film in the animated series, Daughter, uh, by Daria Kishchiva. Uh, she's calling from Prague. <laughs> and uh, one of the cool things that I noticed with the... Uh, with a lot of the shorts this year is there are a lot of these that are foreign. Um, you know, so often it's just kind of, you know, very, very heavily, everything they went through, you know, TIFF or, uh, or Sundance or Slamdance. And this year we really got a lot of great foreign filmmakers. And, uh, if you get a chance to get out and watch these and go onto shorts TV and check them out, you know, you're, you're really going to enjoy these. Uh, but Daria, her film daughter, uh, even though she, you know, was calling from Prague, this is a foreign film. There, there's there's no subtitles or anything that you're gonna have to read through it. it it's it's all just this uh, the stop motion with puppetry. She created her own way to do the animation outside of the stop motion, and it is just absolutely brilliant. You're gonna love hearing hearing my conversation with Daria, and hearing the way that she went about this film. This is only the second short film she has ever made, and it was for a student project. Uh, her, her story just blew my mind, especially once you see this film. Uh, it, it's it's going to blow you away. So make sure that you guys check that out. Again, you'll be able to see all of these uh, through Shorts TV, uh, who's the ones who, who help us be able to get uh, get all the interviews with these filmmakers. Uh, so make sure you check that out. And the links will uh, also be available on the website at onthemicpodcast.com. Uh, so you can find those there. Uh, aside from Daria, where I also talked with the uh, with the director and producers of the film Kitbull, uh, that was Pixar's short that uh, that was nominated this year. Uh, I talked with uh, with Rosanna and Catherine, uh, who put Kitbull together. This film I feel like was made for me and my wife, as I kind of told them. You know, so much of my feed on social media are are all the you know happy animal stories. Uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of political satire and things in that nature, and it just kind of wore me down. 
social media can be just such a pit of despair <laughs> so much uh, that I, sometimes you just need a good cat video or a good dog video or, you know, just watching a silly owl move its head funny that's been trending all over this week. You know, so those things just bring joy to me. And Kitbull was, you know, the result of that. So talking to Roseanne of how she kind of became inspired, uh, inspired to do this. And it is just such a short, such a fun, sweet film. Uh, Rosanna also was one of the producers uh, on Toy Story 4. Uh, both her and Catherine have kind of a long history in animation, working on Incredibles and, uh, and the Good Dinosaurs, where they met, uh, met working together. Uh, so yeah, they, they've got a great animation background. And Kit Bull, again, one of the one of the Pixar shorts. It is a fantastic film. Uh, so it's another one you're going to want to check out, and you'll really enjoy that conversation with them um, as well. So, and then the last person that I spoke with today uh, was for the short, another animated short uh, was for Hair Love. So, and I spoke with one of the uh, one of the co-directors in the film, uh, Everett Downing Jr. So Everett is another one who is an animation veteran. I can't even express to you guys the the honor that it was to speak with Everett. Uh, just seeing the animation veteran that he is. Uh, he's been an animator on so many of, of your favorite films, uh, from Ice Age to Wally, -E, Up, Brave. You know, he, he's he's kind of an animation juggernaut. Uh, so to be able to talk with him about how Hair Love came together and how he and Matthew Cherry, uh, you know, started working together. Hair Love, it, it comes from an interesting background as well because it, it was a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, that had only they'd set the bar at seventy five thousand dollars and ended up uh, bringing in over a quarter million dollars uh, to be able to make this film. So it's it's really cool to be able to see you know just the power of people being able to to help bring bring about a film. Uh, Matthew Cherry, of course, the one who wrote it and uh, and, and created the film. Uh, most people kind of know him from uh, he's one of the producers on the Black Klansman. Uh, he's both uh, a director and I believe he produces some of the episodes on Blackish. Uh, he he's just he's just an incredible filmmaker and uh, to be able to see this short film that he made. Uh, is it's just such a such a great opportunity. So make sure you guys check that out as part of Shorts TV as well. And I think you guys will really enjoy this uh, this interview with Everett. Uh, not just talking about how the film came about, uh, how it set a record for Kickstarter, um, and also just kind of the way the animation works as as just a great outlet to be able to share stories of both empathy and inspiration, and you know just really how how we're we're not all so different. Uh, so yeah, it, it was a really great time being able to talk with these filmmakers as part of the animated shorts program, um, and the, uh, animated Oscar nominees. Uh, we've got a few more episodes that'll be coming out next week that'll have more interviews, uh, not just from the animation, um, nominees, but also some of the live action, uh, as well as some of the documentaries. Uh, I, have already talked with Marshall, Marshall Curry, uh, who of course we talked with him last year, uh, for his uh, documentary night at the garden this year, he's nominated in a whole new category, uh, his film, uh, the neighbor's window is a live action short that was nominated this year. Uh, so it was great to be able to talk with Marshall again, but you'll hear that on Monday uh, when I release those episodes uh, as well. And uh, all, all weekend long, this is what I'm doing. I'm getting to chat with these filmmakers and it's just such a great opportunity. And I cannot begin to thank them enough uh, for coming on the show uh, to be able to talk about these films. And of course, being able to talk about, you know, getting nominated for an Oscar. So, I mean, outside of Marshall Curry, 
this is most people's first time being nominated. And, you know, like I said, Daria, this is only the second short film she's ever made. And it's been nominated for an Academy Award. It's such an incredible accomplishment. And, you know, I, I love hearing their stories. And so that's a question that I ask all of them is what was that like to be able to, to you know, sit there and watch the nominations roll in um, and and see the uh, and see your name, you know, as, as an Oscar nominee. It, it's just such an incredible thing. I, I love being able to cover the Oscars and being able to uh, to hear so many filmmakers' stories. I hope you guys enjoy these interviews. Again, we've got a few more uh, episodes that will come out next week. Each one should include three interviews. Uh, we're still trying to lock down the remaining filmmakers, uh, but I try to make sure that we have at least three interviews in each episode uh, so, you, so, uh, so you guys have plenty of coverage uh, for the short film category. So make sure you guys look out for those. I'm hoping that we're going to be able to release those Monday and Tuesday next week. Uh, so you'll kind of get some back-to-back episodes uh, for, for that. So I uh, hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Well, I'm thrilled to be back from hiatus. We have a lot of great episodes ahead. And yeah, I'll keep you in the loop as well on the show that we're making when we make our official announcement going into production, uh, as well as some of the casting news. We've already locked down some actors that I'm very excited to have as part of it. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. Uh, thank you to all the filmmakers that are joining me all throughout the weekend. Congratulations on your Oscar nominations. I look forward to seeing what's going to happen with these on Oscar Sunday. Again, that's Sunday, February 9th, live from the Dolby Theater here in Hollywood. Uh, such an exciting time. Uh, many people might disagree with me because a bunch of our roads get shut down. Uh, but it's not that hard to navigate around. You figure it out pretty quickly. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, our first episode of Oscar coverage for the 92nd Academy Awards. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you next week. I'm thrilled to be uh, thrilled to be talking to you today. Yeah, thank you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> So where is it that you're calling from today? I know you're calling from overseas. I'm from uh, from Prague. I'm calling from Prague, from okay. Czech Republic. Yeah. So are you going to be coming out here for the for the Oscar ceremony? Yeah, of course, of course. Excellent. Yeah, so <laughs> sure. Sometimes I, I I know it's such a it can be such a strenuous time to get over out to Los Angeles for it, and you know I always hope that everybody's coming, but you always hear leading up to it that a few directors don't end up making it out. So I'm glad that you are going to be coming out here for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I, of course, I will come. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is so amazing event. You know, it, it's maybe one in my life. So yeah. <laughs> so now, tell me a little bit about your backstory, because as I kind of was looking things, looking things up, I always like to, you know, know a little bit about each filmmaker. Daughter is only the second short film that appears on your IMDb, and that is such yeah. an incredible feat for the second film that, that you've made to, you know, get an Academy Award nomination, how, how did you, how did you get involved in filmmaking and in animation? You know, what, what, what is a little of your backstory? Uh, actually, Daughter is my uh, student film and uh, it's my, it is my bachelor film. So uh, actually I'm still a student and I just started to, to study animation four years ago. And uh, actually, before this, I I never made animation. I never draw. I never. I, I didn't study drawing and so on. I actually I'm a sound designer. Uh, I have uh, an education like sound designer. I studied uh, sound design in Moscow and uh, worked as a as a sound designer in, in some theaters in Moscow. So um, yeah, it is 
kind of crazy, like things which which happen now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean that that's incredible that you're, that you're you know this was a student film at that. I, I mean when I was in film school, I, I couldn't have even fathomed making something to the degree that Daughter has made. The the animation style is just breathtaking. It was the first one I started going through all of the short films. It was the first one that I watched. And boy, did it set a high bar. <laughs> Thank you so much. Happy to hear this. <laughs> so where did you come up with the with the particular aesthetic um, of the animation style? Actually, the style I invented for Daughter. And um, actually, uh, when I wrote the script, and uh, uh, it was uh, a drama, and uh, one really crazy idea came to me. Because, you know, uh, drama in live action film is connected uh, uh, for me with films by uh, Darden Brothers and uh, films by Dogma, Lars von Trier and uh, Winterberg. So when I was thinking about uh, my, my film and I, when I was reading the story, uh, I actually came to idea why maybe to make uh, my animation film, my puppet animation film in this style, in this documentary style, and uh, with uh, handheld camera movement because as I felt it could really help uh, for the story to help draw viewer deeper to the story and uh, in the beginning this idea was really crazy because I really didn't know how to make it and I never saw handheld camera movement in uh, uh, stop-motion animation and uh, yeah it was crazy idea but I made some tests uh, and um, Actually, uh, I I didn't use uh, motion capture or uh, motion control for, for camera, for animating camera. I animated it manually, frame by frame. So I had to invade, invent this this uh, camera movement, this technique. And uh, it was hard, but um, I, I, I made a lot of work and I think it's worth it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would agree 100% that it was worth it. I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I had said my wife was watching them with me, and I yeah. mean to know that you kind of invented the styling that you used makes sense now because I said to my wife, I was just like, I have never seen anything like this. It's it is such a unique, a, a unique piece of art. I mean, you you know it's stop motion puppetry, but then yeah, you see like the animations yeah. on their faces and stuff moving, and I was yeah. I was just kind of dumbfounded on how is she doing this? This is. And on top of that, the cinematography is just stunning. So yeah, it, it, is, it is the most beautiful cinematography I've ever seen in a stop motion. Oh, piece. my God. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> so now with this being a student project, too, I mean, you, you didn't really know how to do this, but student projects all come on a deadline. So how long did it take yeah. you to be able to put this together? Actually, uh, luckily, we have um, a possibility in our school to continue our study, to add uh, more one more year or two more years if we if we feel that it we need it for our project. So actually, I continued my study for one one more year, and um, uh, so I I had my own deadline and. Uh, the, all the pre-production and production together took uh, one year and a half. 
So about uh, half a year, maybe a little bit more, I, I wrote the script and uh, after four months I made sets and puppets. I made them all by my own, made them from uh, wood and covered them by paper mache. And uh, after four months I animated uh, all, the, all the film very intensively, 12 hours a day, uh, almost without weekends. And, um, and after post-production, was really fast because I tried to make everything uh, in front of the camera. I didn't want to to make a lot of post production, so all the all the process was uh, one year and a half, approximately. <laughs> well, I mean, and to be doing that all on your own, I mean that, I mean when you hear of an animated film, even a stop motion coming together in a year and a half, there's usually a team of <laughs> thousands of people doing this, and yeah, it was just you yeah. <laughs> creating all of this. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was because of several reasons, because uh, it is a student project, so we didn't have a big budget on this, you know, we we couldn't uh, ask people to help uh, for, us for free, and also because... Um, I had to animate uh, my bachelor film uh, by myself because uh, it is a rule for bachelor film. And also the, the next reason was that uh, I couldn't have uh, animators, be animators because I couldn't explain someone how to animate handheld camera movement because I didn't know. Because I actually tried to invent it, tried to study uh, during I animated. So that was different, uh, different reasons for this. So and and you, and you said with that where you say you couldn't really describe it to him because because you had to invent it. I mean, you you said you did that frame by frame. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot even imagine sitting through that. I mean, I, I've grown to love editing a little bit more, but when yeah. I was in film school, editing was the bane of my existence. I hated having to sit through and just the the tedious nature of you know, color correcting a certain spot of somebody's smiles, making sure that their teeth are all like, it yeah. was just so tedious. I cannot imagine with that stop motion handheld action, being able to <laughs> animate into that. And again, yeah. doing that by yourself. I mean, it just speaks volumes to, to, to what went into this film. Actually, um, uh, when I I made tests for for handheld camera movement. I really uh, studied film by Lars von Trier, Breaking the Waves, frame by frame. So I really uh, tried to copy this movement frame by frame to understand how how does this movement work. So this really helped me. And after I kind of understood and made it more uh, intuitively, but um, uh, this this really. Um, studying really helped me to understand it and sometimes you know uh, camera movement helped me to um, to actually to animate faster because uh, for example in scenes in in the hospital puppets are almost uh, they almost don't move they they are static but camera uh, make this movement, make mm -hmm. this feeling that that it is alive, that it, it it's brief, and uh, yes. So sometimes uh, because of uh, camera movement, I could make uh, thirty seconds a day, which is uh, impossible sometimes in animation. But uh, yeah, sometimes it helps. Sometimes it was quite tricky to make, um, for example, a scene in Carnival when a lot of puppets. Uh, uh, 
moves uh, and camera moves and yeah it was yeah it was different <laughs> <laughs> so now now the story the story of the film you know being this strained relationship between a father and daughter where, where did you come up with that story was there any personal backstory to that actually i um, uh, always uh, interested in uh, uh, psychology and most of all i'm interested in the topic how our childhood and how our relationships with our parents influence us and um, i maybe felt that i missed uh, uh, you know like like i needed maybe my parents uh, show their life more than they than they do and i think uh, it make it made really big impact on, on my behavior and uh, i tried to think about this i decided to write a story about this uh, to make kind of self-psychotherapy so while i was uh, working on this film i understood that uh, this moments just happened and uh, it doesn't mean that my parents uh, didn't love me and or they don't love me they do love me but um, sometimes it is impossible to pay uh, enough attention to each other and uh, and uh, as i understood that it is really important to to forgive each other to try to understand each other and uh, try to talk with each other and uh, yeah so this uh, this um, story is about me and i think the story is about each of us and um, i think like this story helped to me understand my parents and i hope that this story could help other people to understand their parents or maybe to to understand uh, their children and uh, yeah and i talk with uh, with people after screenings and we are talking about uh, this topic and uh, some of them told me that they cried about their parents during they were, to were watching the film and uh, yes it is um, i hope this film could help someone to to improve their relationships no and i, I absolutely think it will because it's from from the first the first scene I mean, it it pulls you in, and you're in, you're invested in the the emotional relationship and story that's going on there. And you know, I I love that you know you mentioned that it was kind of therapy for you in a way. I I find that with yeah. with a lot of art that sometimes if you need to be able to get emotion out or you need to be able to express yourself in a way that others might not necessarily yeah. appreciate, that sometimes just yeah. putting a pen to paper, or sitting down in front of your computer. And just writing it out can really help that. And in your case, yeah. get you nominated for an yeah. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it have a lot of advantages. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the experience like the morning that they announced the Oscar nomination? <laughs> yeah, it was very crazy. Like, um, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, all my team was very happy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think... Uh, it's wow <laughs> i couldn't even believe about it like like that it, it is it is with me <laughs> so they automatically just pass you in film school at that point right there's there's nothing yeah. there's nothing else you get the oscar nomination you pass no matter what <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of this yeah <laughs> <laughs> who will you be bringing uh, to the oscars with you uh i'm going there with my husband because he's also an editor of the film and dramaturg 
of the film and also my producers are going to come uh, the dean of my school are going to to come and also the head of our department is coming and um, uh, yeah a few of our friends and uh, our distrib distributors so uh, we are going to come with small small team and I, I really think grateful that my team could also enjoy this this night and also enjoy all these experiences. It is kind of thank my thank to to my team. They helped me. Yeah, that's that's excellent. I'm I'm glad that you have a full a full crew coming with you um, to be able to yeah. all share in such an incredible incredible experience. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I wish you guys the best. I'm so excited to see. You know what happens on Oscar Sunday? Like I said, I mean this this film set the bar uh, for me oh. watching this, and it is just a <laughs> stunningly beautiful film. And oh. you know, I, I look forward to see what you do in the future because this. <laughs> Thank you so much. If, you, if knowing that you did all of this pretty much on your own, really, yeah. <laughs> really tells me that you have a bright, bright future in this industry ahead. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Have a safe travel out here to Los Angeles and a wonderful time yeah. at the Oscars. Yeah, thank you so much. You bet. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Hi, Sam. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? So I am wonderful today. I'm excited to be talking to you guys about Kipple. Yay. We're excited, too. <laughs> So I had so much fun with this film. It I feel like it was a film that was made for my wife and I because I feel like that's all we do is watch the live action, the real life videos of a little <laughs> kitten and dog coming together. And then oh, I feel yeah. like you guys made this just for us. <laughs> you, are. you are welcome. It sounds like we'd all be fast friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all any of my social media feed is anymore. Like, I think I've watched so many videos like that that I forget oh, that yeah. I actually have other people on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, well, uh, as, as we kind of jump into this, um, now the two of you are no strangers to the animation world. Um, you guys have worked on a lot of big projects. Uh, I know, Rosanna, you were one of the producers uh, on Toy Story 4. Uh, both of you have worked on The Incredibles, uh, Monsters University, uh, Finding Dory, just to name a few. How did the how did the two of you kind of connect to start working on Kitball? Can I take this one? Sure, I'll take this one. So we have to rewind a few years back, and we were working on The Good Dinosaur together, and I was a production coordinator at the time and I had been working in the editorial department and Rosie was working on the story team and there was a month or two where I popped over to story and did a rotation and that's where Rosie and I first met and it just went from there. <laughs> so did you guys already have kind of an idea uh, for Kit Bull or did it take some time kind of batting around a bunch of different ideas? Um, so it started with just sort of like on my own, um, kind of trying to work on something personal on the side while I was uh, trying to hit these big, crunchy deadlines on The Good Dinosaur. And um, so I started watching cat videos, as we all do, for <laughs> stress relief. And uh, I got inspired to be like, oh, I want to draw this kitten doing something extremely uh, cat-like, which I love. I love when cats just you know, arch their back and start doing that funny little dance and they think they look really tough, but they're, yeah. they're ridiculous looking. <laughs> um, and it just sort of, like, sparks from there. There's this little character that uh, is black, funny, 
And then um, maybe like the next day, just almost immediately, it's like, oh, you know, it's going to be between a cat and a dog. Why not a pit bull? Um, and then from there, the story just sort of organically evolves. So uh, since I already known Kat from working with her on uh, Little Dinosaur, I, I approached her to uh, produce the short while it was still an independent side project. So and how, how long did it take before Pixar got involved with it at that point? So uh, yeah, I started the first drawings were in 2013, the um, first storyboards, I should say, and uh, Pixar approached me in 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so the head, uh, Jim Morris and Lindsay Collins, uh, um, both executives, they approached me about doing a Spark short, which at that point, only one had been completed. That was under Brian Larson's Smash and Grab, and then Chris Lester was still producing her short Pearl. Um, so it was a brand new program. And they said, "Hey, we, you want to be the next Spark short? Uh, we heard you were working on something. We have no idea what it is, but you want to <laughs> produce it." And so basically, they said, "You know, I would have six months uh, to complete something." So, um, and that was in 2017, I believe. Yeah, yeah you were approached in 2017, and then. Our actual production began in January of 2018, and we finished at the end of July that year. So was was there kind of an added amount of stress? I mean, even though you guys were working on the feature lengths for Pixar, <laughs> the the animated shorts from Pixar are just as big of a deal as the feature lengths a lot of the time. Was, was there that kind of <laughs> uh, stress added with, with knowing that you're now in the different side of it? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely the stress of like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to be a director now. <laughs> <laughs> but what helped alleviate it, which was really enticing about this um, this deal, was that with the Spark Shows program, a big part of it was like, okay, we're just going to kind of leave you alone. <laughs> See what you do. And, and, you know, there was like a few check-ins during there, but not like the level of the theatrical or feature, theatrical shorts or feature films, um, which has a lot of oversight, a lot of check-ins with the brain trust. There was... Basically, we got to choose our own brain trust. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> and then we checked in with the, the heads of the Spark program, which is Lindsay and David Lally. And, um, yeah, but, so the, just that freedom that we had was was great, actually. And I think some of that freedom also stems from the fact that we were only the third Spark short film, and that whole program within the studio was still kind of finding its way and figuring out what it was going to be. So because there wasn't a set of form or a guideline, that gave us a lot of flexibility in how we approached production. In fact, there was no guarantee uh, or plan yet of distribution. Um, so there was, I think everyone involved from us to the, the studio kind of had pretty low expectations in the sense that, like, you know, if you don't finish, you know, maybe you just have, like, half of it animated, half of it still in storyboards. Then at least you have great experience. <laughs> you know, true. Like, our, our biggest goal was just trying to finish a short. We actually didn't know that it would end up being distributed after the fact. Right. <laughs> How, how did they react kind of when you told them, you know, a little bit of the serious nature uh, of the short? Um, there, there was not really, there was no strong opinion whether, one way or the other. They're like, okay, see what you do with it. <laughs> and in fact, the, the nature of the short did evolve. It, it did go from something that was actually much, first of all, much longer before an editor came in and <laughs> had her way with it. But um and much longer, but also much more lighthearted and kind of meandering slice of life and um, didn't really have, like, a very big arc to it. Uh, 
so by the time Spark came around, by the time we actually started to have to produce it, we cut out a lot, like probably 12 oh, minutes. Yeah, it was like 12 <laughs> minutes or so. It went from an 18-minute to a 6-minute short. <laughs> it was very indulgent, indulgent at one point. It was all of my cat video research supported. But, um, <laughs> but it also became more personal to me as we actually started to produce it. Like, you know, I, I was struggling um, to find more depth with it, and then I realized, okay, let's let's get a little bit more real with these characters. And, and so the darkness came pretty late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and I mean, you, you talk about the depth of, of each one of the characters, and I, I love a short like this where they're, every bit of the depth just simply comes from the emotion of the characters' expressions and movement, and you do feel that depth in every single little bit, you know, whether it's the cat watching the dog's reaction or, you know, trying to eat the food from the can or the the dog sulking away. I mean, every bit of it, you you feel that emotion. Yeah, it's... Uh... It was, we were very lucky to be able to work with the best animators uh, for this project. I mean, there's so many great animators out there, but I feel like the ones that were that we were able to get uh, were just perfect for us. And our supervisor, Anim Soup, uh, Guillaume Chartier, was, was amazing at directing the team to just milk and maximize every emotion. Because we weren't having, we weren't working with dialogue, so we, these characters really had to carry the screen and carry the story. Yeah. Now, now you you mentioned you mentioned the animators here. This is kind of a unique animation approach for you know something with Pixar, where usually it has that three D Pixar look. Where this is instead of two D uh, animation. What was the what was the decision going into the animation stages uh, to kind of go down this route? Um, so it's interesting. I, I always envisioned it to be two D. One because it's nostalgic for me. I love the medium, and two just. Practically speaking, um, I didn't know before the Spark program uh, opportunity happened that we would be able to get a lot of animators, so I assumed I would be doing most of it myself <laughs> of the 18-minute short. And <laughs> so my most successful medium was drawing, was animating uh, by 2D. Uh, but once we got the Spark opportunity, when the, the fork in the road came, like, do we do 3D or 2D? Um, we entertained the idea just for a little bit of the potential of CG, and then I decided, redecided that um, that 2D was the best way to capture this kitten's energy and sort of the the uh, more simple charm of these two characters and of this world. Yeah, and I, I like that and you mentioned. And it also was it saved us money too. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. I mean, anytime you're working with quadrupeds, uh, it's very complex. And to be able to build a, a model of that type of a character and to carve out the time to properly articulate it, it just becomes very, very expensive. And it would have taken us out of our out of our box as yeah. far as the Spark short budget was concerned. <laughs> Spark feature, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I like that you mentioned the nostalgic nature of the 2D animation because that was something that my, my wife is r- really, really into animation. She always loves looking at the, at the different aspects of it. And that was actually one of the first things that she had mentioned um, watching it was that it did remind her of just the older style of films that we all kind of grew up on watching early Disney films and things like that. And that was one of the things that she appreciated first and foremost uh, as the film started. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, First of all, my intention was always just, okay, do what I love, make a film that represents what I love, uh, what we all love, working on it. And so that's why, you know, cat video, cat indulgence, animal, <laughs> animal friendships, uh, 
beauty, all of it was just pure me geeking out over it all. But <laughs> um, my other hope was to, if this film made, you know, more of an impact, that it would open more desire for 2D again, because as you've seen with the anima- animation industry, um, ironically, as well with Pixar, <laughs> Uh, being a big part of that is like there's just a large trend towards CG and, and that and that evolution 2D seems to just fall off on a feature level at least. It's definitely alive and well in the shorts world from you know student short films like a CalArts to uh, French and uh, Japanese animation 2D is definitely very alive and well there but yeah. as far as the American market goes there just seems to just kind of seems to disappear. Um, so our, my hope was that this would rekindle some of that desire again. Yeah, I, I hope it does as well. So I, I like seeing things that, that look different than what we've become accustomed to of everything having right. a very similar look where I kind of have to sit back and go, wait, is this Pixar? Is this, you know, one, yeah. of, one of the other studios? Who, who, who's the one making this? And yeah. <laughs> so I, I like being able to have something a little bit, a little bit different now. Yeah, and what's great about 2D, too, is, like, it is the rawest, most direct connection to the artist's intention. So, like, you know, you'll... Except for, you know, something like Disney, I guess, back in their heyday, like, everyone was copying them at the time. But in theory, you can never have two exactly looking, similar-looking 2D projects because you'll have very different styles and and artists' vision. So that's what I love about 2D. So now, as as the morning of the nominations rolled around... Uh, did you guys watch the nominations together? What What was that morning like? <laughs> yeah, you go first. <laughs> well, I decided not to set an alarm because I knew that we were having a busy work day ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, did it get busier. I know. But in, in all of my attempts to, to sleep in until a normal time, I think it was right after the nominations were announced, my, my mom actually called and she woke me up and she was so excited and enthusiastic and we kind of like screamed a little bit together uh, and then I immediately texted Rosie who did who did manage to sleep in a little bit longer than I did <laughs> ironically I assumed my son would wake me up at five and he does. <laughs> so and who, who are you guys bringing with you guys to the Oscars Ooh, I'm bringing my brother Tyler <laughs> And I am bringing my husband, Stefan, who I have been quoted to say is the reason why I don't have a cat in my house. <laughs> he mentioned that when he read one of the articles. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm either one who's... <laughs> you say that you're like, one who can't let you have a cat. And it's, it's like, true. He's allergic. He's very allergic, and I want him to be healthy and comfortable. So <laughs> uh, we're still figuring that out. But uh, we did talk about, like, if, you know, you know, of course, we don't want to jinx or assume anything, but if we do take home the the lovely statue, um, then we will actually seriously consider getting a cat <laughs> <laughs> and figure out next steps with his allergies. <laughs> like yeah, you can be like, a cat made this happen. <laughs> so before I let you guys go, uh, do you guys have any, any future projects uh, that you're able to talk about uh, kind of in the works right now? Um, I am, I well... <laughs> You know, always cooking up ideas in that brain of mine, especially because it takes forever for me to to figure anything out. So definitely, you know, just keeping my uh, my Google Doc drive (laughs) potential seedlings of ideas. But um, currently, I am working on uh, one of my closest friends' projects, uh, Domi Shi's feature film, which is set to come out sometime in the next few years. 
but um, she was the director of Bow, which won the Oscar last year. And yeah, I love Bow. I'm having Belle. the time of my life right now. Yeah, it's, she's she's a great director. So um, beyond that, you know, it's, I'm the type who just kind of looks at the next couple steps ahead of me rather than like the mile ahead. So <laughs> right. I'm just trying trying to have the best time of my life on, on working with her right now. Awesome. Very exciting. And I've returned to my normal day job at the studio, which is a manager in the production department. And the last project I worked on is the film Onward, which is about to come out in theaters uh, in March. And I was the lighting department manager on that film. And I have moved on to my next project, which I don't think has been officially announced yet, but the director is Enrico Casarosa. Okay. amazing. <laughs> so I, I look forward to it. So, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see what happens on Oscar Sunday. So Kit Bowl was just such a beautiful, fun film. Uh, it's one that I, I've encouraged all of my friends that are in the same boat watching all of the cat videos. Like this is, this is our film. This is, this, this is, this is oh, for yay. all of us. Oh, yay. <laughs> yes. All of us crazy, crazy cat people. Yeah. Cat and dog people. And yes. Cat and dog people. people. We can't, we can't ignore the dogs here. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, definitely not in this short. <laughs> yeah. Not in this short, especially. <laughs> well, it's an absolute pleasure talking to both of you. And again, best of luck on Oscar Sunday. Thank you so much. So much. You it's bet. Great talking with you too. Have a great one. We'll see you. Bye. Hey, Jim, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, great to talk to you, too. So we are just going to jump right in here. Uh, talking about Hair Love, the new film that you guys have out. Uh, that's part of the Shorts TV program uh, that was nominated for an Oscar this year. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved with this. I know Matthew Cherry is the writer behind this. Um, and I mean, he's not necessarily known for animation. His stuff's all kind of been live action with Black Klansman, Blackish, um, and you kind of come from the animation side of things. I know you've worked on a lot of great films in the animation department uh, with Up, Wally, Ratatouille. Uh, so, how did you kind of start collaborating with uh, with Matthew here? Oh, great question. Um, so, I actually became aware of the project when it launched on Kickstarter, which was about two years ago. Um, you know, like. Being uh, African American dad, black dad, with his daughter, I, I'm the one who does their hair. As soon as I saw like the um, Kickstarter hit the wave, you know, hit, hit the uh, air airwaves, I was like, I want to be a part of this project. Um, so I reached out to kind of like, you know, I contributed to the Kickstarter and I kind of reached out. Uh, I didn't really hear anything because the Kickstarter blew up, uh, and it, it was a massive success. Um, but at the time, I was working at Sony. Um, Sony Animations, and uh, I was working with Karen Tolliver, who was the producer on, on the short, but at the time I didn't know that she was a producer, and um, but, um, I was working with her on, on another project, and um, she asked me, she's like, hey, you know, um, I'm the producer on Hair Lab, and we're looking to do some consulting, so she reached out, and I was like, yeah, that'd be great. I was very excited about the project, because I was a big believer in it, and um what they did is they just kind of brought me in. It was Karen Tolliver, Matthew Cherry, and uh, Monica Young. And we just sat down, and I, they, they asked me a lot of questions. They, you know, Karen's thing was like, you know, Matt's coming from live action. He's really looking to partner up with someone who, who knows animation. And, you know, I just kind of weighed in. It was just consulting. I weighed in. I gave him my, you know, my, you know uh, opinion of, you know, asked questions about 2D versus 3D, you know, logistics. Uh, they had this the script, which I thought was fantastic. 
aspect. And I just kind of weighed in on everything. And um, after the consulting, consulting was done, I was like, I, you know, I kind of walked away from it. And um, they said, thank you. And then about two, about two weeks later, um, I got contacted by Karen who thanked me um, for helping out. And she kind of asked me, she's like, hey, I know you're busy, but would you consider um, co-directing with Matthew on, on the short? And I, was, I, I had to jump at the chance. Like, like it was a no-brainer for me. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's such an endearing story. It, it spoke to me on a, on a lot of levels. I mean, just the the reality of the situation and just the empathy you feel for each one of the characters. It's this little girl just looking forward to this day and, you know, being able to, and I don't want to give the twist to the, to the story away at all, but just being able to, you know, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> just being able to, uh, to, <laughs> to, you know, find these hairstyles that she's wanted to be able to do so badly. And just like any, any little kid. And I would even say any adult trying something on Pinterest, it doesn't turn out how she wants. <laughs> and, uh, and right. plus her dad's heart, he comes in to try to make things happen. And it's just such a sweet film. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's it, like, then that's what really got me, you know, like, because it is like this love letter, basically. And uh, it's, it's, it's a really great topic about, like, you know, something that has been, you know, uh, a big issue for a while, like black hair and, um, just kind of having, like, you know, father kind of being in over his head, you know. The, the, the main story is, like, this is a guy, you know, hair is mom's thing. This is something he doesn't, he's not accustomed to, and not mom's not around. And uh, it's just about dad kind of, like, you know, um, getting over his own anxieties and just, like, really trying to be there for his daughter. And I love just how it displays, like, just, you know, this character who's, like, you know, like a looking guy, you know, in this very sweet, endearing way. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you mentioned that you mentioned you got involved at the at the Kickstarter phase. When you first donated, did you ever expect that this was going to be a film that, uh, if if I read it correctly, set the record for short films on Kickstarter? Well, you know, it's funny. Like when I when I contributed, it was doing really well, and you know, as you know, as uh, a you know, I'm coming from the black community. I was like, oh, this is, I, I had a feeling like this is probably going to be pretty good because this is something I want to see this. Like all my friends want to see this, you know? And, but it wasn't until like, you know, I really kind of like, you know, looked into Matthew and like, he's got a, a very extensive like social media presence and, uh, and it just kind of caught on like wildfire. So I guess, no, I didn't think it would be this crazy. I didn't think it would be, you know, that do as well, as fast as it did. Yeah, and I mean, even now, you you mentioned Matthew's social media presence. I mean, yeah, he he's he's been blowing this up, you know, as the uh, as the nomination has come in. I know he was just on uh, the Daily Show uh, last night, yeah. and it's great to see so many people talking about uh, about this film. A lot of short films, I feel like they don't really take the opportunity to get out there and really spread the word about their film. And so I really love seeing the push and I don't know if it's kind of Matthew really pushing on his, on his part or if it's Matthew and Sony uh, really pushing. Uh, but yeah, I, I just usually feel like in, in past Oscar seasons, the shorts kind of fall by the wayside. People know that there's a shorts program, but they don't really get out there. Yeah. And I love that you guys are really making sure that people see the story. 
Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's like, you know, I think, first of all, it's like really resonating, you know. It's like um, the issue of like, uh, like black hair and like identity and like, you know, how many struggles that we have for it, we have with it. Um, it's like, it, a lot of it's just like timing. It's very prescient right now. So um, it's just like the, the timing is just perfect, I think. And it is something that people want to like, you know, you know, there's a lot of pride in it, and there's a lot of, like, a lot of, obviously, love, I love, um, so it's just resonating with people, I mean, it's just fantastic, and it's not, and it's not just, like, you know, black audiences, it's like, it's so many, I've been contacted by so many people, you know, guys who said, like, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a white dad, I'm, you know, like, I remember, you know, when I had to do my daughter's hair and, like, the, the connection you have, you know, so I just want to thank you for doing this film. Like, it's, 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 it's really just touching people. It just kind of goes to show you that we have more in common than we do, uh, than we think we do. No, I, I think that's absolutely true. So that there's, there's a, a lot of things that it reaches on a much deeper level uh, than just a father trying to do his hair. And, I mean, even with you know, the events that have kind of hit us here this week in Los Angeles, uh, where, you yeah. know, girl dad, yeah. girl dad has been something that's, that's trending. And, yeah. you know, this yeah. film speaks volumes to, to even that. Yeah. It's powerful. I mean, you know, I have two daughters and, and uh, yeah, like this, this, this week has, has been really, you know, I've been doing a lot of reflection and again, it's, it's so precious. It's, it's such a weird, like you know, it's all in the zeitgeist right now. Yeah, and it's just powerful imagery. It's like you know, you got these, these these characters, like you know, black males being you know, predominantly you know, shown one way in the media and not really seeing like you know, not really seeing the tender side of that. And people, I think, when they do see that, and they see that you know that we have these you know that we're loving fathers who like are really connecting you know with our children it's just uh yeah it's just endearing it's just yeah you know, it's beautiful yeah i th i think that that's a, a a good push that we're seeing within a lot of the culture and cinema and in tv i don't know if you've had a chance to watch little america yet um on apple tv plus but oh. being able to show that very uh diverse family nature yeah that just like you said yeah everybody shares that commonality of being a loving family or a loving father and loving parents, and that, yeah, we aren't all so different. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. I love it. Yeah, you, you, you got... shining a light on it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, got, you, guys, have, you guys have made just a beautiful film here, and I, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, what you guys are doing next. Do you and Matthew have any goals to, to make anything uh, further with animation? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I've been in animation for a while. I know... I know Matthew's very interested uh, in, in doing something in animation. Um, currently, I'm, I'm over at Netflix Animation, and I'm developing stuff over there. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd love to do more. Like, it's just, I, you know, I love the idea of, like, touching people and affecting change, and I want, I, I, I want to be able to keep doing that, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a medium now uh, where I think more and more people are kind of gravitating towards animation more than ever we have so many great animated programs where i mean in the past i, I know some some of your credits you've been with some of the nickelodeon stuff where there's been a lot of animation but i feel like 
if you talk to people in the past, they'd be like, oh, yeah, like Simpsons and Family Guy and South Park. And they would just kind of leave it yeah. there. And now there's so much. And there's so many great things, whether it's at Netflix or, you know, the Pixar stuff or Sony. Everybody's putting out so much great stuff. And it's a great avenue to be able to really share some of these stories that reach both the adult audience and the kids. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's like, I love animation. Like, animation is my passion. And I love it because, you know, it is, I feel like it is a transformative media. And, you know, um, something about, like, you know, I feel like it's, I feel like it's very magical. And something in, uh, about the platform makes it easier, like, very easy to kind of present material in a way that, like, makes you really reflective, you know. Maybe it's like, I don't know, the childlike, uh, you know, aspect of it, you know, um, but, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, like, you know, I think animation can, have, can really is a huge in helping make, uh, make changes, you know? Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I could not agree more with that statement. So now I, I have to know, I, I ask everybody this question during this week, uh, because it's always fun to hear everybody's okay. response. Uh, but tell me what it was like watching the Oscar nominations and hearing this film get nominated. Oh, it was it was hilarious for me because it's like, uh, you know, when we made so when we made the list, it was like oh, 92 films. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, we're on the list. That's great. And then we made the short list, and I was like, whoa, okay, all right, yeah, well, that's great. That's really cool. But I didn't really think about it. And people were like congratulating me. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. And then when we, when we made this, you know, just the five list, I was like, what? And as they were announcing, it was really funny. So I'm sitting there, and, and, and Matthew invited us all over for the announcement. And sitting there, and I was, nah, I was like, totally chill, like, whatever. And then soon as, like, okay, and for, and, you know, the nominees for short animated film, I just started sweating. It was just, <laughs> like, wet out of nowhere. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, why am I sweating? And when Carol Up got announced, it was just like this explosion in my brain. Just like I could not believe it. So it was it was a, it was amazing. It was like such a, a I was stunned. It, you know, I could I could barely like verbalize it effectively. It took me a while <laughs> to kind of like take it all in. So yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's such a massive accomplishment that I can't. I can't imagine having to just take that all in in the moment. It would, it, it has to take a few hours at least to really process that you're officially an Oscar nominee. Absolutely, absolutely. It's 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 still strange. I'm still walking around <laughs> like people congratulating me, and I'm like, "Oh, you talking to me? Oh, great!" You know, it's, it's really strange. <laughs> and who who are you going to be bringing uh, bringing to the Oscars with you? Uh, well, I'm going to be going with our our group, so I, I'll be there with like. Uh, the, the other co-directors and then the, the producers and uh you know my my wife wanted to go but uh, she decided that uh, she's just gonna uh, you know let me go out there <laughs> so. <laughs> so i wish i wish you guys the best of luck with it uh, it's again such a beautiful film uh, i hope that everybody gets out uh, to the shorts tv program uh, to be able to see that uh, as well as all the other animated shorts um, now, do you guys have any anywhere else other than Shorts TV that you have it available? Uh, I think, I'm not sure, but I think it's still on YouTube, Okay, if I'm not mistaken. But um, aside from that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where else it is. 
So awesome. Well, we'll, we'll make sure that we have a link for that uh, so people can check that out uh, as well. But thank you so much Great. for taking the time today, Everett, to, uh, to come on and talk about the film. And uh, best of luck on Oscar Sunday. Thank you so much, Sam. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, not a problem at all. Have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. We'll Take see. care.